0: Welcome, welcome. Great Risings. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here with me today. Uh, thank you for joining. How are you doing today? I am
1: good. I am good. I woke I, I up really excited. So, you know, I'm trying to like, allow that energy to do what it do. <laughs>
0: yes, I need all that energy. So for all my listeners, we have the wonderful Reverend Jermaine Green with us. Um, I'm so excited. Um, this man is full of wisdom and full of life, and I love it. Um, and so I'm so excited to share uh, this opportunity to have you on as a guest. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself for the people that are listening. And then we will get into our conversation today. Okay.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Um, I am Reverend Jermaine DMR Green. I'm a licensed, ordained uh, clergy person in the Unity Fellowship of Christ Church movement. I am not just stereotypical reverend. Um, my entire theological stance is a hybrid between... Um, what is known as Christianity, what is actually the lived experience of Christianity, when you apply those teachings, and then this very um, sensitive awareness to spirituality. So I lean more towards spirituality. I won't get, because if I go too far into my, uh, whole expose who I am, I'm going to go into the question. So I'm, I'm just going to hold back until our amazing host takes us through this journey on these questions. But yeah, that's who I am.
0: Well, I thank you, and that's why I love you so much, and I appreciate it. So for all my listeners, this is the Creamy Dreamy Show. I am the wonderful and extraordinarily loving person, Creamy Dreamy, CJ Cummings. Um, And this is going to be an exciting conversation. I'm so glad that you're here because we will be talking about brotherhood, sisterhood, the divine feminine, divine masculine, and religion and spirituality. And so for me as a divine witch um, that resonates a lot of these conversations on the importance of unity, of having these conversations, um, I have decided to bring someone in um, so we can kind of talk about these things in our stance and um, just what we find as solutions or just have an open conversation. And so for my podcast, all things are on the table You can say how you feel. This is an open conversation. And so I'm so glad that you're here to share this with me. I'm so excited. These are things that I talk about all the time in my life, in my career, and academics. And so we will get into it. Um, I also like to start off things when I do things with guests. Um, What is one thing that you are thankful for today, and one thing that if you could, you could change?
1: Okay, so that's a really good question <laughs> in that people have asked me that question like all week. So it's really funny that you asked, what would I that's change? So, um, I'll start with um, the, the grateful piece that I have another day, another day to be the best version of myself, which is more important than anything. The fact that I got up and I have the opportunity to be the best version of me for this moment, this second, this millisecond going forward. Um, If there was something I could change, nothing! Because changing anything of yesteryear would affect the person I am today. And I needed all that stuff to have happened for me to be who I am today. So yeah.
0: Let me just tell you, you just spoke to my spirit, Jermaine, because... (laughs) I have been I'm in a state of transition and of course moon phases for anybody that's into it slightly affects me doesn't affect me like everybody else because I am a a constantly shifting moving and evolving person but that just spoke spoke to my soul because I have really been processing value and my value but we'll get into another conversation so we will start off with brotherhood and sisterhood and the importance of true friendship and unity between same genders or opposite genders. And the reason why I, I, I like to have this topic is because as a spiritual person who is a witch, I walk proud in that. But I also feel like there still needs to be a sense of community, especially for spiritual people, because we kind of walk a lot of times in leadership and it's good to know that you can resonate or be able to come to somebody else, whether they're a witch or not, and bounce things off and still get that support. And so my first question for you, Minister Jermaine, is what does friendship mean to you?
1: Ah, now now that's a good spicy little topic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's spicy because friendship for me is a kindred connection between you and one of your siblings. Siblings being male, female, cis, trans, energy. However you connect to somebody else, it's a mutual connection between those two people. Those are the individuals that's going to tell you that you done fucked up. That's the person that's going to tell you, nah, bro, you need to come back. Sis, uh uh-uh, what were you doing? Those are the people that's going to tell you the truth in season, out of season. Those are going to be the people that love you when you got money and when you ain't got no money. Those are the people that are going to be there for you through thick and thin. Those are the people that will push you to your success. Those are the people that will grow uh, as you're growing. Why? Because true friendship is a symbiotic organic relationship where the two of you come together and you push each other to be your best selves. Those are friends. Now, what the world says is friends is that good, good Judy that you now, when it, when the tea is hot, you, you get that person that you can run off to and call and and, and DM. When 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 stuff gets spicy, yeah, those people will turn on you at a drop of a dime because it's situational. Because oh, we all both got a common situation that we want to talk about this person, so we all gonna be cool and we gonna be hot. No, no 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 no. Because those are the people. As soon as situations turn for you, or the the winds of time turn. And now you're not on, quote unquote, top no more. Those are the people people that would be the same ones talking about you that you thought was your best, best Judy, but they really wasn't. True friends will be there for you. They're going to tell you truth to your face and they're going to tell truth in public. They're not going to let people sit there and talk about you. They're going to stand for you. Why? Because they know your true character.
0: Honey, you better tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So you know what? And that, I I don't even need to say nothing after that. But you know, and that's why I love you so much because that is exactly, I mean, the words you use were so profound and all of that. But that is really true. I think people don't really understand what friendship is. And a lot of times they're trying to make friendship with people who are not necessarily meant to be their friends, they're meant to teach them things or be things or they're just there for for a reason that's benefiting them or vice versa. And so I love the fact that you said that, because I am that type of friend. I am that type of friend. I'm going to tell you about yourself. Yeah. I'm yes. going to do all that because that's what I want. I give to people what I want. I know how to move away from people who aren't friends, but I think a lot of people in this world struggle with that because they feel like a friend is just supposed to give money or just supposed to make you feel good. Or... And I side no, I, I had to sit down and literally tell one of my, my brothers, and we're going to go into brotherhood and sisterhood in a minute, but one of my bros, I literally had to tell them that. Do not come to my place and lay your burdens on the table as a solution-driven person like I am and think I'm not going to come up with a list of stuff you need to do, and then you turn around and tell me I didn't come for Dr. Cummings. First of all, that was shame, because you know I'm going to school, all of that for that. But my thing is, why tell me anything as your friend if you're not looking for help or support? You should have just been here and just sat here and not said nothing. I'm a person of action, and I'm a friend that if I attach myself to you as a friend, I want to see you grow and be better. And so I'm not gonna force you to do anything you don't want to do, but if you ask, I'm gonna be the ask and ye shall receive. Yeah, I just wanna well, add maybe a witch, but I still know the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. add- I just wanna add one more thing to that. Like, there's a
1: timeless gem. I don't see, I don't say old, I just say timeless gem that says mm-hmm. there are friends. Associates and acquaintances. If we can literally break people down into those situ those categories or some other form of categories, because not everybody's meant to be your friend, as you said, but some folks every now and then you need that party turned up turn up person. And that's yes. that's what they're there for. Be that party turn-up person. That, and it's okay to have those people. But no, those are not your friends. Those are the, those other categories that you create because we all Use the word friend, and that's great, but start breaking people down to where they are because the friend will be the person that you can cry on. You're not gonna go mm-hmm. cry on your, your acquaintance because your acquaintance may tell your tea and tell everybody, "Chow, you know they going through such and such and everybody will know your business or they'll they'll do a, a very sub- subjective and, and very <laughs> cerebral tweet or cerebral post on the gram, or cerebral uses of social media, and you know damn well oh, that was your story. But then, well, and I, I it's, totally it's, agree with the person that told it. But I think if we learn, if we learn to define friendship for ourselves, and then the others, it's fine to have the others, the other categories, the difference, because all of that is needed at some point in time. Sometimes, yes, people come in our life for a reason, a season, in a lifetime, yes, mm-hmm. and that's even friends. Because some friends are to get you to a level. So some of your friends that you have when you were in pre-K are not the friends you have in college. There's a reason for that because they were just to get you into elementary school. They wasn't supposed to go beyond that. If we reverence and honor the fact that they did their assignment and they did what they were supposed to do, then all the world would be so much better. And then there's a friends that we have in elementary school that some of them are still around now that we we're in college honor the friendships because those are lifetime individuals. They evolved along the journey with you. That don't make them better than the ones from pre-K, but they're still friends, and each one deserves the reference and the respect that's given. But sometimes, we want to hold on to folks that literally did their assignment in preschool, and we want to bring them in adult life. The thing is, they weren't they weren't equipped by the universe to be there in our adult lives, but we wanted to pull them all the way up. And now, there's all this tension. Now, there's all this chaos. Now, there's all this craziness and we don't know how to deal with it. Why? Because we brought someone into a time frame they were not supposed to. They now
0: are time displaced. Well, and I, I totally agree. You better preach. But for me, I live by the fact that I have every right to hire, fire, and replace better and say replace that. anybody that's not for me. That is the thing that I live by. And it doesn't mean that I devalue them as a person, but This is the thing about why I I talk so prevalent about communication. How is it that you're my friend and you can't speak to me? You can't address. That's not the type of friendship I want. And that's when I start to have to sit down with them and say, what type of friendship do you want? And am I giving that to you? Because the type of friendship that I want is exactly what we just talked about. I don't need anybody in my life that is not benefiting me or, or, or have that ability to say, hey. CJ or Dreamy. Look, you did that cuz I love that. I'm trying to grow and empower myself. Now for somebody else, they may be with all their foolishness, but that's not <laughs> me. I'm trying to do great things, and if that's what you're trying to do, we can be cute, we can be we can kiki. I have no ill will against anybody, but I'm not with that. But that leads me into my next conversation because for me, a long-standing friendship becomes family. That Friendship friends are literally the family that you create based on the fact that in your family, you can't you can't pick and choose your family. And I'm not devaluing friends and removal, but your created family is so much more powerful because. You have built you are able to be honest and open with them, whereas then other people struggle with that with their with their family and stuff. Now, me, I, I, I tell my family how it is, I love them, all of that. But my friends are my family, they're my creative family. So then that resonates brotherhood and sisterhood. And so I want to ask you next, um, Minister Jermaine or Reverend Jermaine, what does brotherhood and sisterhood mean to you?
1: Ah, okay, so. I absolutely agree that the true friends then at some point morph and they become something more. They become family. So brotherhood and sisterhood or humanhood I think is... I like that word. I like that.
0: Say that again. Humanhood.
1: Because sometimes will... Like brotherhood and sisterhood can be sometimes restrictive See, I'm trying not to jump questions. They, they, They will become restrictive based on... Like, wherever we are at our moment that we determine that, th- oh, it can only be this. Brotherhood has right. to show like this. For me, brotherhood is a more, ex- humanhood is a more expansive thing. Those are the siblings that literally have been friends and have evolved. Like, they not only are there for you in all those seasons, but there's just a, something very uniquely different. Like, the, the form of trust that you have with them transcends understanding. And then at some point, you go from wow. bruh, B-R-U-H, to bruh, B-O-R. That transition in language is literally a transformation in your connection with this person. That no longer are they just like, ee! they're like, yeah, that, that, that's it. That, that, that's, that, that's that one. And everyone ain't supposed to become your chosen family. But the gag is, or because you chose the family, key word is that there's still a form of family. That means it's going to be times you're going to have falling outs with your family. That means there's going to come time that there's going to be some disagreement or some tense moments. The thing is that, Because they are no longer in the category of friends, no longer the category of associates, acquaintance, or any of the others that you define for yourself. They are family. That means at some point, y'all going to have to come back and have a conversation. Because true family is not going to house, disconnect for too long. True family is not gonna allow dysfunction to literally permeate and saturate its place. No, no, no. We're not gonna have this word okay. ramify deeply into the roots because then what happens, it dismantles the family structure. That's why Big Mama yes. will always call folks together at dinner and clap back on everybody and get everybody together. That's what needs to happen in some chosen families because sometimes we allow the discord between two members of the chosen family to ramify so deeply into the family, it dismantles the thing because it disrupts it. It's like a tree's roots. Who, this is a New York thing. Y'all may not have this experience that the roots of the tree go so far deep into the earth, it starts to crack the concrete and break the concrete. We don't need that happening. Growth is powerful, but when it's a countermeasure to what makes y'all healthy, now nah, y'all got to address that. That means y'all may have a falling out. Fix it. Had a hard time. And so, i each other out. Issues. Possibly by water, because, you know, let the water, let trees, let nature absorb. <laughs> so you don't have to pick that stuff right. up and take it back if you have to cuss out session at home. Have it outside. Do a little barbecue, a little light, light, light. Do something. Or have it over dinner. But make sure you're ready for an honest conversation. That means you got to be open to what you did wrong as well as what they did wrong. So this ain't just about you pointing a finger. Oh, you did something. No, no, no. Family is you're going to have to be able to hear the total truth. That means your side, their side, and the truth. And that's not always the easiest thing. But true humanhood allows us to connect in ways that transcends understanding. Like, y'all be able to sleep in a bed together. And everybody's like, y'all dating? There's a form of intimacy between the two of y'all that we don't understand because it, it doesn't register.
0: Yes. It yes. doesn't
1: register as it's supposed to. But chosen family, there's a level of intimacy that transcends understanding that confuses the world. Are oh, you all fucking over there? Cause I don't understand what the T is. Because you're not <laughs> supposed to. Why? Because your time displays. You n- you haven't come to the point of the work that we've done as a collective understand and appreciate where you where we are and as i learned recently the truth does not have to be defended so when they sit there and talk about oh i think they over there smashing and and dipping and flipping and scripping boo, -boo, that's your truth but the truth of the matter is you don't understand how a bunch of people can be so intimate with each other and not be smashing
0: but that's and I'm so glad that you resonated that because I just went through that with my tribe and with, because our tribe mother is my best friend and baby, we ain't never had a follow down, but we did. And I cussed and asserted myself because my thing is, I ain't going no fucking where. I'm not dealing with your goddamn shit. And I understand what I've done, but that's the whole thing about it. It's like, I'm the motherfucker that's got your back. So don't you ever forget that. And in this sense, we need to talk about it because you do have people in the family. Everybody, I literally am that person that brings family together. And I didn't realize that at first, but I am. In understanding my value and what I resonate divinely energy wise, I am becoming that uncle or for the tribe. And so it's like, it's. I love that you stated that like that because people listen to me. And my power and my presence is great. Even in my job and stuff like that. But you do got to have those conversations. And that we blew out so bad. And I was like, look, I ain't your goddamn kids. I ain't the rest of them. I'm your friend and your brother. And I love you. And we need to fix this. And it did. And that's what true friendship and brotherhood and humanhood. And let me say real quick, I am going to (laughs) use that. Because I was struggling with trying to, not struggling, but trying to put these words because for those of us that are LGBT or those of us like myself who are divine, feminine, masculine, I resonate within both of those. Um, And for those who are listening, androgyny is really walking in both those aspects, whether you're an androgynous male or androgynous female. So sometimes people refer to me as cis, sometimes people refer to me as brother. Um, And so I love that you said humanhood because that really resonates the fact that you can have a certain type of sisterhood, even as a man, you can have a brotherhood, Mm -hmm. though a lot of people may not like that word, all of that. We'll get into that in a minute, but you are so on point with that in the fact that I said created family um, because a lot of people miss that. You know, people are so quick to walk away from things. Well, this is what you wanted, and this is what 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 you need or what you desire. Work it out. If y'all got to, I always tell people: if I love you and I've, I've invested my time, you can say whatever the hell you need to say to get it out, so we can work. No, I'm gonna clap back. But that's because I love you. If I did not feel that way for you, I wouldn't say a word. I would move out quickly, because you don't mean anything to me in that aspect. But because I love you, you're my friend and my family, I want to work this out. Now, if you gotta go and that's what you gotta do, then that's fine, the doors And open. I,
1: I totally agree. Like I can remember a story in my life with my chosen family and my oldest son. Like we had this, um, this huge falling out, went through this whole struggle and they kind of sided with the person that was the cause or the the, the reactionary ingredient in the scenario. And literally like I didn't exist. I was like, bro, you up for adoption, child. I love you to death for I'll put you up for adoption. But literally, the that process of separation allowed for him to have a whole different conversation with himself. That allowed me to have a whole exactly. different conversation with myself. And literally a couple of years later, yeah, I said years, they came back around like we need to talk. And I was like, sure. And then they explained their side, and then they realized they made a they didn't know that was the same person. And I was like, "That's cool, because you know, folks like to use AKAs and 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 and, and <laughs> grinder handles and all this stuff. And ain't they real names? It's not shocking for using your avatar <laughs> name, but that ain't your government name? But that's fine. So, and then we had this reconnecting. And when that happened, it we it was like literally a, a no beat was missed. Yes, there was a period of time between the adoption, pitting you up for adoption, and then you coming back. And it's just like in a real family. You can pit your kids up for adoption when they are born, but there's something about a draw that they will somehow seek you out later. And then when the exactly. connection is authentic yes. on both sides... It's like an instant connection. Like you never missed a beat. Yes, twenty years have passed, but there is this organicness when family connect after exactly. something. It's li- uh, you're not going to miss a beat. Like it literally feeds the entire health of the entire family, which is such a phenomenal thing. So yeah, so I just want to like chime into the fact that sometimes there's going to be some discord, and discord may not resolve the way instantly like we think. Some some are instant. But some need that process of bruh, you up for adoption speed. <laughs> We're gonna pitch you and forced to care for a little bit. Maybe you need to go there to learn some stuff. Cause sometimes
0: it happens. and that and that's the thing. What I tell people a lot of times is sometimes you have to let go to rejuvenate and receive and, and grow the relationship. And that's literally what I have gone through with a lot of, I mean, some of the <laughs> needed to get out of life. But for my my I have that. Like, me and my friend reconnecting, we didn't fall out at first, but we needed that. We needed to get shit off our chest. We needed to have that understanding. We've been friends for 17 years, and for my friends that I've been friends with that long, we're still friends. For some of them, you know, and if there was an opportunity to converse, we would, but I speak a lot about letting go and letting the goddess or God, whatever people believe in, but letting go so that you can understand and work through those emotions and build and grow in that relationship that you truly want. Because I love my friend. As much as I was like, I don't give a fuck about this bitch. This bitch putting everybody else before me. I ain't got tired of this shit. I had to be honest with myself and my emotions and the relationship that I had built. And that relationship was worth it to me. And so for me, she is my family. She's my sis. I love her to death and everything like that. And once I started letting go and, and moving away from my ego, especially being a Capricorn and the person I am, you mind. But I had to let that go and understand that their life is their life and we needed some time apart and we're back. And so moving on. Um, oh, you know what? I'm kind of talking <laughs> about that already. Um Well, I was, the last question was, do you believe men and women can have a true friendship and what about men who sleep with men? Yeah, oh, you know what? I'm going to get into that. Men who that. sleep with men, can they strictly be friends with straight men? <laughs> yes, not, let's get into that. That's you have that. A lot of, hold on real quick. You have a lot, of, a lot of situations, because I have a lot of straight male friends, and people are always, like you said before, with friends or who you sleep with. I ain't never been that type of person. I ain't never, I'm never. i not going to chase after somebody. I'm not going to turn somebody out. What you choose to do with me is because you consciously made a um, decision to do that. But I have never been that type of person. And I have a lot of straight friends. We are close together. We lay next to each other and people question that. And so I wanted to bring that question up for you in the sense of with heterosexual women and heterosexual men, you always have this this resonating statement of men and women can't be friends. And I, I don't like that because you got friendships, with your family, you're around your family, why can't a man and a woman be friends? And, and for the LGBT community, why can't a gay male or a gay woman be friends? Like, I think that's a personal thing for that individual, but for me, if I love you and you're my friend, I love you and you're my friend. Now, side so note, I have engaged with, you know, cause I'm honest and open, I have had some friends that I've done some things with, but we're still friends? Like, nothing changed in that relationship. We were mature enough to evolve past that. And that's my life and my journey. But for a lot of people, they feel like that you can't have a healthy relationship or a friendship with somebody because all they're thinking about is, oh, y'all together. Oh, y'all sleeping with each other all the time. And I feel like that's their business. Let them do them. But what do you feel about that as far as straight men and... Okay, so... um let's get into
1: grow the hell up that's the first thing or or as my uh my 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 godfather one of my godfathers and my pastor says elevate your thoughts i think because Mm -hmm. we box same gender loving queer uh any variance of sexuality beyond heterosexual that that they are consumed by sex and all they think is sex and somehow that that type of personality and a heterosexual person can't be in the same space and coexist. That's buffoonery and confunery and shenanigans.
0: Buffoonery and, and shit. Say that. Again. You, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't say that's that. buffoonery,
1: confunery, and shenanigans. That's yes. foolishness because at the end of the day. Human nature is from a sexual energy because that's part of a drive that we naturally have. The catch is everyone manages that differently. There are some that all they have is sex exactly. on their mind. There's some gay folks that all they have is sex on their mind. That doesn't mean they can't come together and be in the same space because the stereotype is it's the masculine-identified lesbian that can have a straight male friend. It's the feminine, quote-unquote, male gay who can be friends with females but you can't cross that you can't have an aggressive or masculine identified woman or masculine presenting lesbian woman then be friends with a cisgendered heterosexual woman that's bull that's the the lie we've told ourselves and that's the lie we believe friendship has no bounds So if we honor the fact that the power of first off, if all your friends is gay, baby, I need to tell you, grow up, elevate your thoughts. That means you can only grow. But so far, your friend, your friend should be as diverse as the everything around you. If you only have one set of things, if you only eat French fries every day, it's time for you to elevate your palate. That that does not mean you're gay or same gender loving or people of a letter experience. They, They can't be included. But the gag is in that concept of the people of the letter experience, you have something called allies. Ah, And the allies are the opposite of your orientation. So if we have allies, then why is it we can't be friends? But somehow we, that's where struggle comes in or, or psychologists call it consonant dissonance where we honor an ally, but oh, you can't be cool with a straight person because y'all got to be sleeping together. That's buffoonery and confoonery and shenanigans because you can't own an ally, but then when an the ally presents themselves and there's an allyship working, somehow it has to be something other. Stop perverting. Stop pitting those type of ally relationships or allyships in the gutter. You. Elevate Thank your you. thoughts universe. Multiverse elevated. So on some point, let that fall on whatever part of the universe that's listening to this podcast, but elevate your thoughts because you can't say that we need allies in this work, but when allies show themselves with another person in allyship, they got to be sleeping together. That's buffoonery. And allies just doesn't have to be the stereotypical allies, which are the, the the, the, the feminine presenting gay guy who got the, the, the sister girl, the good Judy, or what they used to call a fag head, which I always hated that term. And I just think that's almost derogatory and messy because the, the fact that you use a derogatory term to connect to something and then label someone, just know that, that those will be the persons who will turn on you in an instant. And call you every type exactly. of and other thing that it. you never thought was possible because they're not really an ally because you've literally coined them with the oppressive term that has been used to break you. Do I believe that words can be elevated and, and dismantled true. and reformed? Yes. <laughs> But that requires conversation on a broader sense. And until we're having those conversations on a broader sense, it's going to be what needs to be. So friends can happen in those allyships is possible. We need to welcome and look for allyships because that progresses the movement. That progresses the movement within ourselves that we see things broader in the process because guaranteed. A gay, someone who identifies as a homosexual, gay male, same gender loving person, you're you possibly going to have the same issues that a cisgendered heterosexual male is having. Y'all exactly. all going to have to try to learn to deal with your emotions. you are all going to have to learn. Like I have, I literally for a long period of time, it, it was hard for me to have friends with straight men because they. Cause I'm quote unquote smart. So they thought I knew it all. And because they would feel intellectually insecure around me, they wouldn't be friends with me. And one of my friends who <laughs> I call bubble boy, they had tons of straight friends. And I'm like, how oh the hell, this guy, yeah, straight friends. What's the what's the tea? What's the guy out here? And then I literally went to the universe. Listen here now. Now you want me to do all this work, great work, and you want me to blah, blah, blah. I need some heterosexual friends that we can be friends with. And th- there's this organic relationship where it transcends understanding. Started working at a job and literally the universe granted me two heterosexual allyship friends that we can have conversations about everything, <laughs> sex, everything. And that's when you know you're really a friend because it's not on, we're just talking about vagina all day. We, we we're talking about how you smashing all the girls in the neighborhood or how you get head. No, no, I can talk about my experiences too. And there's no awkwardness, that's a true ally. That's what. That's what you understanding. I, I'm so glad Over you, you that talk part. about you going on a date, nah, bro. We don't talk about that homo. Again. Come on, bro. That's so gay, bro. Did you forget who was in the room?
0: And I'm so glad you pointed it out because that will end and lead into um, that will end brotherhood and well, hu- humanhood. Because that's the whole thing that I resonate and what I had to learn with myself. So dealing with trauma and abuse when I was young. I resisted building friendships with I had some but really deep, big friendships with men because it was a trigger at first. Once I started healing and becoming a professional, I realized that I still identified as a man and I needed to be. I had all these women around me and I needed to be able to talk to men about what men go through. And it was one of my my president of my campus um, so for everybody that's listening, I've been in higher education for 10 years. It's been a marvelous, marvelous thing. But before the president left, he sat down and said something to me. He said, you need to find you a mentor that's gay so you can kind of relate. And I said, no, I don't base my life on being friends or finding mentors on that on a, on a sexual basis. Because if there's somebody that can resonate something with me or somebody that I can be able to confide in or relate to, I don't want to limit myself to just somebody that's gay. I I want to be able to have a diverse support because every person has their individual skill and presence in this world. And I want to be able to connect with all of that. I don't want to limit myself. And so I thank you for saying that because that really is the truth. When I always people are like, you're so cool with everybody. What's going on? The only thing that's going on is this man or this woman has shown up and given or they have resonated or they are what I manifested and what I needed. I love my mentor to death because we are both vibrating and teaching each other things. But the base of that is we're men. So I can talk to him about my relationships because I needed that. Sometimes you can't talk to your gay friends about stuff. Because sometimes they are a little bit too messy or they're emotional and broken in their self, especially if they resonate more feminine energy. And so what I will lead into next is for me, I really had to start building equal friendships and really had to start a journey of understanding more and more who I was. Because for somebody that's androgynous, not trans, not somebody that's androgynous means as I will go into the evolution of that but with divine feminine and divine masculine this is kind of why we have these situations societal wise and everything i can go into a whole <laughs> rant about this fucked up ass world but our subconscious and our conscious are masculine and feminine energy you have these issues when it comes to relationships because men are not functioning in the way that they should and women are not functioning in the way that they should sometimes and so for me i needed that male support because i am formed as a man though my energy is divine masculine and feminine to be able to talk to another man about how i function as a man that's both feminine and masculine it heals and it helps and it supports and so i'll go into the question um reverend jermaine well, first I would say to evolve and walk in our truest form, you must first understand both your masculine energy and feminine. And so, my question to you is: What does divine masculine and fem- feminine energy okay. mean to um. you? <laughs>
1: uh, it means all.
0: And you can start off
1: with <laughs> See, that, that's hard for me, <laughs> but <laughs> because. I've seen- uh, sometimes those <laughs> terms are used within the construct of maleness and womanness. And I think, I think that What's limits our ability to express the totality of our beings. Um, I remember from uh, my psych course, um, one of my, one of my favorite, favorite theorists is Carl Hume. And he begins to speak about the anima and the animus. And a true well-rounded individual possesses both energies. You cannot have one without the other. And if you have absolutely no energy, you are technically exactly. under this theorist, you're 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 <laughs> you are a immature, emotionally immature, and you have the ability to not mm-hmm. be well rounded. If you so for me, I think when we limit the ability of the energy of nurturing to a woman, to that gender, we limit the ability for a male to be nurturing because that's woman folk stuff. When we limit the ability of a woman to Hang a pitcher and bang a hammer or use a saw and construct a table and say that masculine, we limit the possibilities of that woman. The, pow- the true essence is that energy is on a spectrum and expression of gender is on a spectrum. So it literally we're constantly on a pendulum going from one end to the other. The pieces, if we have harmony and love for ourselves when we go along that spectrum, then what happens is it's just us being our authentic selves. We transcend the limits of one or the other. Or oh yes, little yes. boys don't cry. That that that's for girls. First off, then that's then you create an unhealthy male that doesn't know how to express his emotional state. Oh, I, don't be so tough and rough and tumble. You need exactly. to soften it up because, you know, you a girl. Be ladylike. The moment you do that, you don't allow a person to find a fire on the inside to be their true authentic selves. And maybe if we come to a place of allowing children to embrace both energies at the same time, we may have some better, well-rounded people. We may have some men that can talk about their emotional state and then not be seen as weak or woman-like. We can have the women be assertive and own the fact of their magic and their awesomeness and they not be seen as a B-I-T, blah, blah, blah. We, they won't, we won't see them as that. We'll see them as a powerful human being. We'll see them as a powerful sibling and not try to mitigate the reason that they're so strong is because they done tapped into an energy. No, no, no. They've tapped into the purity of who they are. And and I exactly. yes, do I believe at a level that people are coming into spiritual awareness of self and ge- and gender expression? Is there a divine masculine and a divine? Feminine, yes, those are the portals that get us to a place that we are more well-rounded and we embrace the totality of our being. Initially, like step one, like pre-K of spiritual work, yes, there is a divine masculine and there is a divine feminine. Yes, Reverend Jermaine is saying at pre-K because the idea is when you begin to unlayer and work through the first sense of how you identify and you begin to love on that stuff, you begin to realize you are morphing and evolving in something other than what you once were. This is not that you're something other than your neighbor. It is that you have become something other than what you were. So I'm gonna just do a little Bible verse and I'm gonna pull it back to the thing. There's a a verse in the Bible, a passage that says that God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So say the Lord. If we begin to personalize that, Our ways are higher than our previous ways. We should not still be the same person that we were in pre-K. Our ways are higher than our old ways. Yes, why? Because we are divine energy, divine beings literally evolving as we move. Our thoughts are higher than our old thoughts. That then owns the fact that we had some other thoughts at one time. We had some other ways at one time. Now we're not that way anymore. It's like a person who goes through therapy to understand their emotions that somehow that person, that male, that female, that sibling, then has a different appreciation of owning their emotional state. That doesn't make them more feminine. That doesn't make them more masculine. That makes them more human. That makes them more authentic. That makes them more healed. When we allow people to do that, it literally becomes this magical space that they become their full selves. Which is why in a lot of cultures, whoever has the ability to embody both energies at the same time in harmony are seen as the ones. They are the spiritual ones that folks go to to get insight about the natural world that we see before our eyes. That's where masculinity and femininity show up in the naturalness, because we see you present a certain way. So you ascribe to a certain set of tenets a certain way. And then these people that have harmony between both energies are then those who are seen for spiritual awareness. Why? Because they've come to harmony. That means they're one with everything because they have a different sensitivity to everything. They're not impartial or they don't have one lens. They have more of a six dimensional sense of themselves and the world. Why? Because they've become in harmony with all of it.
0: So (laughs) You better speak my life, my whole truth, spiritual and all of that, honey. You just laid me all out there. But I mean, I appreciate that because this is why people, I have realized why so many, spirits and so many people are drawn to me and even in my research and stuff with different cultures and stuff but one thing you said about therapy and stuff for us for the witch community or just uh the occult let's just say that uh we call that shadow work and you know walking in both your light and dark is balance. walking in all of that and it as you said You are now, for me, what I tell people is you are now what you were when you were created. Society tends to break all of that down and and try to transform that. But you are what the ultimate creator created you to be. And so now you are back when you walk in those to what you are divinely created, as I say. Um, And I love it because that (laughs) leads us into... Religion and spirituality. And I'm just saying this, y'all. I love I was I was in the church and all that. I love the church. I love all my, my Christian people. But I am very, very open about the fact that people are not serving their gods or their deities as they should. They're not walking in that, and it has really corrupted our society and imprisoned our minds. I watched this video and why I, I did divine feminine versus divine masculine before this is because i watched this video of orisha now i'm a witch i am an african-american witch but uh and i practice a little bit of african spirituality but that's not mine that's my friend um and so in this video that i watched it really talked about the fact that the true situation historically had to do with gender and had to do with The divine feminine, divine masculine and the masculine energy feeling or having an issue because females were the first priest and things like that. But they had an issue not understanding that what you do to them, you do to yourself because we're all connected. And so with religion and spirituality, I mean, I don't have no issue. When I meet a person that wants to be a part of my fold or have that conversation, what I care about is unity, openness, and to understand that we're all, regardless of our past, created by one creator. Whatever I choose to believe in, I don't knock nobody else. But when you look at society, this is where you get all of those rules and regulations and things. And so for you, Reverend Jermaine... What is the difference in your opinion between religion and spirituality? We're just gonna get in. You have the whole floor to say whatever you need to say. This is an open okay. Space, so, um, it out. This,
1: this will always be a, a contentious uh topic because, um, yes, yes. So, there is uh, religion, there's religiosity, there's, there's religious spirituality. Mm-hmm. And then there is spirituality for me, for me. So let me explain those kind of, those, those nuances. Religion is a set of practices and traditions that a set of people follow. Religiosity is when it becomes the extreme of you use it as a tool of separation and division. Uh, religions, religious spirituality is what they call the spiritual gifts. You can have utterance, you have discernment of spirit, you shout, and all that stuff. Spirituality, and again, that's still a separator because if a Protestant doesn't worship like a Catholic, there is a division. If a uh, Muslim does not worship like the Protestant, there is division whereas spirituality in its right. in my understanding and my experience is a bridge that pulls everything together it was spirituality yes. and its awareness that allowed many slaves to create syncretism syncretism being a merging of theological understanding to exist, they created a way of taking Santeria and Christian and Catholicism, merging it together, so they appeased the slave master, but they honored their roots. They found a hybrid between the two religions that allowed them to stay true to their roots, but appease massive before massive beat them. So spirituality Serg- will bring us to a place of word. reaching and connecting and understanding but also saying true to ourselves, not saying that your way is second or worse than my way, but it says that there's some equal footing. Let's let me let's elevate a conversation so we can see that. True spiritual people will, will welcome conversations with people from different paths and practices than themselves because there is a elevation that happens in those dialogues. True religious people and religiosity folk, they will never engage in those conversations because their way is the only way and if they engage in a conversation it's not to learn it's to purport that you're wrong it's to is to let you know that you are less you than your god a is a lesser god than my god that 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 is a a a, a, a a religious concept that's used. And if they have a way to vilify that which is your deity and make it evil, they'll do that. Then for those who are in the pre-K, the entry level of their path, they will then think something's wrong with them and they'll create this dissonance within themselves that maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. God won't be happy. Boo, boo. The Christians believe that the divine knew you in your mammy's womb. The divine knew the hairs on your head. The divine yes. knew every aspect of whom you were when you, when you were forming as cells in your mama's womb. So then why did the divine not know that you would experience and be awoken to something different than what others thought you would be? If the hair. Every hair be on, on your more. head is supposedly uniquely, individually, process, then how is it the divine, the creator, the universe, the thing that did the great snap, the thing that did the big bang, did not know that you would experience these experiences, and you may have had church hurt, and then your healing came through the fact that there was this person that showed you this idol and the idol spoke and resonated to you and you were pulled to that path and that path brought about your healing and your connection to a divine. Oh my God, Reverend Jermaine, how dare you say that? Christians have an idol too. It's called the cross. So when we look at folks that have altars in other paths and they have idols or offerings and manifestations of their deity, Christians g- 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 come up out of yourselves people because that's religiosity playing itself out that's not understanding if God created everything then all the, the different ways that it's, it's another way for us to connect to the divine understanding Your true healing and appreciation of divine may not come in Catholicism. It may come in Hinduism. It does not make it less or second. It just means that the divine needed to find another way for you to then connect to it. That may mean you may have grown up apostolic and you tear up some churches. But then at some point when you got into your adult life right. in high school, something didn't fall and feel right in your spirit. But then you saw these individuals that wore these amazing beads and they wore all white and you were drawn. Something on your inside began to call and pull you toward them. You were drawn to them like two magnets. And then somehow when you How got long, into river. this walk and then it made you understand that power of your, your melanin, your your complexion, your essence, your DNA, then somehow you connect it to a divine through something called the Eurasia. That does not make it less than it's the path that one has to come to to connect back to its divine source. It doesn't make it either one better. The fact is it's the moment that we move beyond the limits and the constructs of a book and we experience true God. When Christians experience the true Jesus, half of the stuff that we gone through on this planet wouldn't happen no more. And can spiritual paths become religiosity? Yes, when they begin to isolate themselves and think that they are the 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 the, the cat's meow and the greatest thing I know that just dated myself by meow but <laughs> they, 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 they're the viral sensation. Let me, let me give co- context to current rate. They they they're the viral sensation that can't nobody they can't, can't nobody top them. No boo boo, you become just as bad as the religious zealots. So, yeah, I, I yeah yeah yes. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pull back. Uh
0: <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> this is why I love you so much because. To me, when as a witch, this is what I love to see because we are still brethren and sisters governed by the highest order of creation and the creator. And this is what I tell people like, I don't have any issues with anybody. The issue I have is what makes you think I don't know everything that you know? What makes you think I I have always believed that I was destined for greatness. I never felt like even when I was in church that I was going to hell. Because my heart is pure and my intentions are pure, but with society and the way that they have taken the word of the Most High to imprison Mm -hmm. and control, that's the issue that I have. And so for me, I love that, and I love my mentor. Like people are always, you know, as a divine witch, when I tell people, "Oh, my mentor, he's Christian," or and they're like, "Oh, I don't have no issue. Why should I have an issue?" You are walking in the path that you should, and as long as you are, and, and for me, myself, as a person that walks in light and dark and all of that imbalance, my job is not to force you to do anything you don't want to do. So if you want to out here be out here and be foolish and be destructive and all of that, that's you. But I'm going to warn you because my spirits and my deities and my ancestors walk in order. And so my purpose is to say, hey, this might not be the right path. What you choose to do with that is what you choose to do with that. And there are people that are wicked in all forms of religion and spirituality. Um, and so the, the next part, as I said, my issue is with society. Uh, and I could go into a whole conversation about the corruption of the world and all this and everything. But we're just going to leave it at how has religion affected our society? You mentioned something about And that's one of my other conversations or questions, but why do you think that people are moving away from religious organizations and also how do you feel past, present Pat, we'll do past and present. Past and present religion has affected our society Um, for you. I'm I'm, going to hit both of those those, those,
1: those questions. So um... Past and present, religion has been used as a weapon to hurt people. Past and present, religion in a loose usage has been used to create trauma that had to get people to go to therapy because they thought they were nothing. Religion past and present has justified... global injustices because of a concept of an interpretation on a Wikipedia sense of translation of the sacred text. The reason that young people, the reason new folks are moving Wikipedia away from the church is because you talk a good game, but you ain't showing nobody what you're working with. You, you say that your God is All this right loving now. God, and when they are homeless, the, the Bible says, I'm going to go traditional church first. The Bible says that Jesus said to the disciples, when I was hungry, you gave me no meat. When I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. When I was naked, you clothed me not. When I was homeless, you housed me not. When I was sick, you visit me not. When I was in jail, you visit me not. Then the disciples, yo, dude, when, when did we do that to you? We've been with you ride or die all the way through walking through these streets. And then the master teacher goes, when you've done it to the least of these. So if you are going to be a Christian, why is the world so imbalanced? If you say in America, in God we trust, but yet homelessness is rampant through the world, how is it we say in God we trust where folks are naked and have no means to provide for themselves from a economical and fiscal place. How do we say in God we trust on the dollar bill, but yet there's tons of people who are starving in our streets? How do we say in God we trust, but there's tons of people that don't even have access to proper healthcare or even proper homeopathic treatment or proper spiritual enlightening remedies to then help their current situation. How do we say in God we trust when prisons are overrun and overcrowded because all we do is when problems happen, we throw them and lock them away. But it says when we've done this to the least of these, you've done that to the Christ. So Christians, my fellow Christians, then you need to go back to that text. Because Christ said to the disciples, when the disciples mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we don't do that to you." Nuh-uh, nah, no, 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 Jesus, we we we've been out here in the streets sleeping with you, Jesus. We've been walking in the streets for miles. We ain't got no Uber. We ain't got Lyft. We walk it. And then the Christ says, "When you've done it to the least of these. So Christians, when you and your mega churches and you doing a food pantry, shondo jondo. Thank you, Jesus. You feeding some folks, right? But then. That's on That's on Saturday. And then Tuesday, you at Raleigh Burgers, you at Burger King, you at Starbucks, you at the Piggly Wiggly, you at Wally's World, you at one of these franchises, and then you walk out, and there's a person laying on the street on the corner, and you've locked eyes with them, and they say they're hungry. You just got a whole bunch of food. But you walk like they, they become invisible to you and you walk past, but in God, right. we trust. And Christ said, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. So Christians, I, I, check yourself and, 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 and do an inventory of how you've shown up. COVID-19 hit the, the entire planet, global pandemic. Christians, how have you shown up that when I was sick, Christ said, you visit me not." How have you learned to take care of those loved Mm -hmm. ones, your siblings, as this virus has taken over the planet? Christians, how have you followed what the Christ says? Because to be Christian, let's get that together, means to be Christ-like, which means that the teachings and the following and the behavior and the mannerism and the posture and the positioning of Jesus the Christ, you're supposed to be more like. The guy that stood up for the, the the so-called hooker, the whore, the sex worker, the escort, the adult entertainer, the person that has the only fan page, and said, "He who is without sin," or or let's be more progressive, "They who is out the first sin, cash ye the first stone." Christians, are you doing that type of work? Are, are, are we dealing judge, with the fact Mr. even if we have to say oh but jesus never action. had to deal with a pandemic or something that was long suffering there was a lady with the issue of the blood who crawled through the crowd navigated why because she was seen as invisible because she was sickly we don't we don't catch that and she touched his hem. the moment she touched his hem, he she became healed. So if we want to be progressive, then they crawled with a issue, a medical concern that no one could heal and they suffered with a long time. Those who are same gender loving, those who are cisgender, who may be dealing with, for some folks called the nothingness or those who are have a roommate called HIV or AIDS, you are crawling to find a healing. And then you've touched the hem. And Jesus Mm -hmm. turns and says, well, hold it now. Someone didn't touch me. And all the disciples are looking around at eye level, not realizing the woman's on the ground. The person's on the ground. You are on the ground reaching for the hymn. And the moment you touched in contact with the hymn, you became healed. Christians, are you allowing folks to touch your hymn to get healed? Healing does not mean the instant transformation sometime. Healing means that you may be the access to the resource that they need to get it. So that means if a person has medical health care insecurities and they touch your hem and you are the person that works down at social services, you can connect them to services. They touch your hem. You are the the of you are the nurse practitioner in the hospital and can you access them to the health care they need? You are they touch the hem of your garment and they're dealing with a whole lot of stuff. You are the actual director of the clinic in the in the neighborhood. Will you give them access?
0: And Reverend, I just want to put something in there. Um for, um, for my particular community, what resonates with me when people are asking me about my transition is, for those who in my position mm-hmm. left, I always tell people, reclaim your power. You are of God, goddess, and it is in you. And I think for a lot, especially with myself, for my journey, I got tired of going through somebody else. I'm going to go to God myself. I'm going to go to the goddess myself. I am reclaiming my power. And I think specifically for a lot of LGBT people, and, and I talk about this a lot, I will never, ever be a part of an organization, religious or spiritual, that says that I cannot have the same blessings as somebody else that that doesn't have... That is a <laughs> hell fucking no for me. Fucking no. But... The biggest thing is realizing how blessed I always have prayed. You know, the interesting thing about it that I tell people, I am more spiritually obedient now as a divine witch than I ever was. And so for me, as a healer, because I am a healer, you are right. My purpose is to heal, is to help people. And I love it. I mean, heavy is the head that wears the crown, but for me, that is what I have, when I was in church, that was prophesied. Did I know that (laughs) I, I didn't want to be no preacher? No offense. I was like, hell no. But did I know that that prophecy actually was me going to end up being a priest? No, but. I am very grateful and thankful, but that is the thing that a lot of people, and it's not just Christians, it's anybody of just realizing who you are and how you were created and what your purpose is. It's not for me and my, it's not in my opinion for anyone to sit under a leader Dead. and not do, Dead. as the Bible says, faith without work is what? And I, I people be like, oh, you quoting the Bible. I'm an omnius first. So I pull all truth from all things. I'm not defined by my practice. If I'm seeking power and enlightenment, I'm going to get that through every point that I can, because the spirit speaks to me and the spirit's guide. But faith with that work. And so when I tell people you need to be doing the work, if there is an issue, speak up. If there's something that you need, go to God yourself. I don't, you know, certain people and, I, you know, certain pastors and stuff. Oh, even spiritual people. Well, you need to come to me. No, honey, I can go to God. What makes you think that I can't go to them? Like, who says that? And that's really based on order. I mean, not order, but trying to control somebody. And so I appreciate you saying that because to me, the state of our society when it comes to religion or spirituality is, Knowing people's power and potential and trying to Mm -hmm. control that and remove that. You have some wicked people in all aspects. And their sole purpose is to remove you away from hiredness. And so you must do the work. You must pray or you must divine or you must practice so you can get closer Mm -hmm. to who you need to get closer to spiritually. So you you can get your life together. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Manifest work and all of that. And I say that all the time. That is one thing. I never forget where I came from. I know where I am, but I never forget where I came from. I can still go to church. I can still do anything that I want to do. Just because I'm a witch doesn't mean that I still can't go to church and still fellowship with my family and stuff and still receive the messages because that's true divinity and true true spoken word is it will resonate in every aspect. So whether you're in a mosque, whether you're in a church, whether you're in a coven, If something needs to be said to you, it's gonna be said to you. Um, And so I appreciate you saying that because that's an issue with Christianity. But once I became a witch, I realized it's an issue with everything. You know, I can't say warlock, or you can't do this, or you can't do that. And I'm like, you can't tell me to do a motherfucking thing. (laughs) Like, at the end of the day, I'm walking my path. Either you're gonna be an asset and walk with me, as spiritual brother and sister, I'm going to let you go your way. And so I appreciate that so much. I don't want to take up too much time. I truly, truly, utterly appreciate you being a part of this conversation because teamwork makes the dream work. And we all need each other. We weren't created on this world to be by ourselves. And there is a spiritual war that is going on that's been going on, um, but at the end of the day, you know, love yourself, love each other, and take the time, you know, for me, when you said diversity, that is something that's always been important to me. I don't want to sit and look at myself every day. I don't have all the answers. I'm very smart and very intelligent, but there's something I can receive from you. There's something I could receive from that person. There's something that I could do for that person. And that is truly a blessing to be able to bless others. And so, any Uh, last words, Reverend Jermaine? Before we know that, if you if you have had
1: behaviors that are other than that that falls into the dominant narrative yesterday and today, you listen to this podcast and you realize, dang, know that's the moment that you can change. Nothing is finite and locked in stone. You have the ability. The moment the thought comes, I want to be better, you have the power then to then change, to become greater, to expand past your old thoughts, to grow from those old thoughts and learn never to go back. Life is not about right or wrong anymore. The moment that you realize that you've had a faux pas, you did something out of that was not as loving as possible. You've done something out of the concept of how you see yourself. You have the moment then to grow beyond that. Your ways can become higher than your old ways. Your thoughts can become higher than your old thoughts. You have the power to change right now. Right now listening to this podcast and all of the other amazing podcasts of this amazing divine being into the universe. you The moment you hear it and it begins to Thank do you. something to your ears and it, it draws you in, you have the moment to change. That's the moment of tra- that transformation is starting to happen. That's the moment ev- evolution is happening within your being in that moment. Your universe, a new star is being born within you the moment you feel that you, you you're drawn in. You have the ability to change. Your past does not have to dictate your future. You can change right now.
0: I thank you so much for blessing me with your wisdom, King, and your love and all of that. Um, This podcast was so amazing. And I receive, I'm always an open mind Mm -hmm. for receiving messages it touched my soul and everything and i truly appreciate you being a part of this journey with me and being in this moment um and as i always say to everyone when i end mine so it is so it shall be so moat it be blessed be or au revoir ciao bella adios and have a wonderful and blessed day you can do it it's your time manifest and reclaim your power You have a great day, Jermaine, and everyone that's listening, I love you.